0: Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show, aka The Family. Tom Bernard has waltzed out and he'll waltz in at some point. And I am here right now with
1: Ralph W. Baxham, MD Hackmaster, and Andy Brad Bernard. And yes. Alex
0: hasn't waltzed in, so she we're just going to sit surface. here waiting She'll for surface. everybody. We have a guest right away after we get back
2: Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. What's the latest? A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so.
3: So there's no reason to hurry?
2: That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle?
3: There's a word you don't hear. Often they Monty Burns.
2: Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this.
3: Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details.
4: Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company.
1: And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner.
4: As a locally owned and operated community bank, we provide a unique experience for our business banking customers that can't be found at the big banks.
1: Our customers appreciate our high-touch, high-tech approach where they get all the benefits of working with a
4: local bank. Our team will get to know your business and its unique challenges while still offering all of the online and mobile banking options you will find at the big banks. Also,
1: when your business banks with North American Banking Company, you'll be working with an experienced team of lenders who know this marketplace and will be ready to help your business capitalize on any opportunity
3: or solve any problem.
4: You add it all up, North American Banking Company is a better banking
3: experience excuse me you uh do mind if i jump in here well tommy if you
1: feel the need go ahead
3: (sighs) amateurs why not bank with my banker north american banking company a better banking experience member fdic An equal housing lender (laughs) we are back ladies and gentlemen our special guest matt pinfield how you doing matt Hey, how's it going, Tom? I'm oh, man. Yeah, things are, you know, uh, yeah, are, you know we're, we're, where, where are
5: you right now? I'm out on the West Coast, man. I'm in Los Angeles. But, uh, Tom, I appreciate you having me on the show. How's everything
3: going out there? Uh, oh, everything's going pretty well, except for there are other humans that live here. If they, It'd be better if there were no other humans. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah. Or at least at a good, safe distance, right? Yeah,
3: at, a, <laughs> you know, at least at a good, safe distance. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Pinfield with us. This is new uh, comedic musical podcast titled Missed Riffs on Podcast Studio Powerhouse. Audio Up Media podcast is available exclusively on Spotify. So, Matt, I want to hear all of it. So, Missed Riffs. Uh, did, did you ever work in radio? Because it's easy to miss riffs there because nobody else will shut up. So, it's kind of... Yeah, know, no, you know, i yeah I've worked in radio for
5: 37 years. That's what actually. I thought, yeah. <laughs> you know, so... And, I, you know, I still do, a, you know, I do a show out here in Los Angeles uh, at a stitchball kid in yes, But, I, you know, this, the idea of doing this, Tom, was, you know, during the pandemic, we had talked about, you know, just ideas to do a podcast, something that was different because, you know, there's so many different ones out there. And, uh, you know, a lot of are, there's, there's a lot of noise and static, as you know. So, but the idea was to do something musical, but not just the same old thing that was, you know, uh, so, so. But they came up with an idea we were talking about. It, and They said, well, why don't we do a podcast about records and artists that should have been huge but were not? And then one of the other people that I worked with there said, hey, why don't we do one that's about bands that don't even exist and uh, <laughs> let's make bands and just have a lot of fun with it? And so that's what we decided to do. You know, for Comic Relief, during this whole pandemic and all the other insanity that's been going on in the country, we decided that we were... We would do something that was a real comically unique. So the idea is, imagine Behind the Music on VH1 meets uh, Final Tap or The Ruggles or one of those things. And, and you know, and it, so it's comedy with these short stories. Basically, I narrate for about three or four minutes, and then there's a real song connected to it. So and it's musicians from all different bands, and there's guys that are involved in country and rock and classic rock, you know... Right. Pop it. but the songs are real, but the comedy songs, you know, so they're actually, we, we have one for each episode. One episode launches a week, and it's only about seven minutes long, so people don't have to invest a lot of time in it. But it's just comedy, it's a lot of fun, it's making fun of every musical genre, and uh, nobody is safe.
3: Now, man, i got to ask you a question, because you brought up that very important word earlier, um, behind the music. Or was it beyond? It was yeah. Behind the Music? Right. That was the name yeah. of the show Unknown. Yeah. Yep.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So Behind the Music, does Matt Pinfield ever get to say, and then he turned to drugs and alcohol? <laughs> Every well, episode.
5: I, yeah. Well, I know that I did. I mean, I, I'm sober now, right? I, I got sober about a year and three weeks ago. Excellent. But uh, I quit drinking, you know, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm feeling so good. You know, I mean, I came through that whole thing. Uh, you know, I relapsed during the pandemic I started drinking again, and it was not—it's never a good look. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, so, I'm, I mean, I'm shoulder to shoulder with you, man. I I stopped nine years ago.
5: Oh man, I can't pass it on. Oh, that's great, yeah, man. You've got nine years. That's—I mean, it's amazing. I've been very fortunate because where I live in Los Angeles, there's an incredible sober community, uh, and a lot of musicians and comedians and just people in general out here that. You know, uh really really been incredibly supportive to me and and i you know I'm I'm so grateful to be in a good good space. And that's why you know it makes it possible for me to do a podcast like this and have fun. Uh but being sober is like really key to everything for me, you know. I mean just making sure uh you do everything when you're supposed to do it. You're always, you know, even keeled or on point as much as you can. I mean everybody in the world has Good days and bad days. It's life on life terms, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm really happy these days about it, and uh, just really grateful. I came out the other side. You but know, I,
3: I do want to use the line on your show. I want you to use line, and then uh, DJ Shallow turned to drugs and alcohol. Just use it yeah, one absolutely. time, just for me. I will do that. Tom. Thank you, absolutely. thank you, man. I because agree.
5: that's that's always the story, unless it's somebody like Jim colch you know. Uh, Flying right? So those guys, you know, those guys weren't, you know, if they, they, they weren't, sadly, these guys, you know, their careers weren't cut short by a tragic accident like that. It was usually coming out the other side of drugs and alcohol, which seems to be, you know, the big thing. up behind the music, and that, you know, that was a great show. It really was an entertaining. And
3: it was, and yeah. You're, you're right. That was was really good, Matt. Who wrote the descriptor that you guys sent me? Because it's really, I love it. Did you guys? Did you? Uh, you know,
5: I, it was me and the guys. Uh, you know, we work together. It's me and uh, this guy Jared Gustad, who actually owns the company Audio Up, and he's writing everything from hit songs for Machine Gun Kelly to co-writing these songs and producing a bunch of podcasts. There's another guy uh, who's amazing. His name is Zach Zelwyn, and he writes a lot of the scripts for these. And we all con- we all contribute ideas. But I mean, they're so much fun to do, and you can only imagine that as I'm reading these, trying to keep a straight face on a lot of. <laughs> That it's, it's, it's just, for me, it's it's a labor of love, and I think that everybody can use a good laugh, you know, and, and I think music is one of those things where it's it's dying to be made fun of every single genre, some aspect of it. So we've got all these, and, you know, sometimes it's these uh, fake artists are a hybrid of a couple of different genres that you would never expect to be together, and these songs are just, you know, absolutely insane. So... It's, I'm glad you like the description. I'll let everybody know that. But yeah, it's, you know and the thing that I like about it too, Tom, is that it's short. You know what I mean? So it's not taking up a lot of people's time. It's like six to seven minutes. Mm-hmm. One is released each week. There's four up there right now mm-hmm. that are available on Spotify, and um, and they're they're quick. You know what I mean? They're just it's something you can listen to, have a good laugh, and you're on to whatever you're doing next. And I think that's the other thing. Uh, that it's it's doesn't you don't have to invest a large amount of time, guys. You know some podcasts are like four hours, and uh, oh, yeah. but radio shows are supposed to be four hours, right? That's different. Because yeah, that's it's different, different right? way that things are produced. Um, and you and I both having a history in radio know that. <laughs> and uh, I, and I love radio more than anything in the world. I, this is like this. This is a fun side thing for me to do, and I'm and I'm really really happy about doing it. I think that music lovers like myself, and even if people are, are like kind of marginal music lovers, they'll still enjoy the comedy aspects of this. And uh, I've been getting a lot of, uh, in some of the forthcoming episodes, we've got so many cameos from like famous musicians, which uh, will roll out, will reveal as we do it. But people are going to be uh, pretty shocked and get a real kick out of hearing these people kind of play along with these, these fake artists and uh, be a part of this story. No, I, commentary.
3: I do want to read one line from Matt Pinfield's descriptor of uh, missed riffs uh, and booty popping WAP rapper Clappy Gilmore, who once twerked so hard she dislodged polar caps in Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: oh, that's an inspired <laughs> line
3: right there, Matt. That's inspired. It right really
5: is. Well, we had to make we had to have some fun making fun of the whole like uh, you know, the dance craze WAP and and that song that was a big number one pop record, which you know. Uh, Some people might find it pretty offensive, and others might uh, just think that's part of pop culture right now. Uh, You know, the great thing is that there's such a combination with the different artists there. There's even a country song called Honky Tonk the idea of that I like it. My wife liked
3: yeah. that one a lot, Matt. I, love, I
0: love the Cana- yeah. I love the Canadian one. Pardon me, I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> yeah, really fun. Yeah, it was, you know, it's the nice guys. And we actually got the American ladies, the guy from the played Stephen Page, to talk about oh, how that's... they were a big influence on them. So it was pretty funny, you know, to get an actual artist that were kind of making fun of and imitating their music and then for them to be a part of it is pretty funny. Because, yes, you know, I, I was saying, you know, the thing about the Noise guys is they were going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the most polite band in history. <laughs> uh, all time. <laughs> the but, Noise guys. But then they got busted uh, abusing, like, you know, their, their, run, their runner. They were just going to get them coffee, and, they, and everybody realized they weren't dying. Nice. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you got to watch, you got to listen to them. Like I said, we have so much fun making the songs. I mean, you know, you've got country artists in there playing guys that were in super tramp like all these different from all these different bands you know like playing the music and uh, and and uh, contributing to the songs and everybody you know again everybody that has a sense of humor can make fun of themselves as musicians right. or see the humor be self-deprecating can relate to this and just kind of and thinks it's funny and uh those are the people that that we've gotten involved to do the recording and Played right, so I'm glad you guys like that. Pardon me, I'm sorry. And Honky Tonk Wop is special, it really
3: well, is. Well, look, <laughs> there's another one in here because I, uh, from uh, 1977 to 1982, nobody would hire me in radio, so I went to work for Capitol Records for five, six years, and I used to come out all the time, uh, visit the tower. I still love seeing the tower on television all the time, but. One of my favorite things you used in your descriptor, the noise guys and their Canadian smash. It's not a hit, it's a smash. And the reason that I kind of set that aside, set it apart from everything else, is every time that a song came out that needed a little extra boost, in other words, I had to call in a bunch of favors to get it on the air, you know, that kind of deal.
5: Yeah.
3: Every time I would get a call from the tower, they'd go, hey, Tommy, Tommy, you got to do me a favor. I talked to the trades. They're screaming smash. I'm like, really? <laughs> are they screaming smash? Are they, is that what they're doing? <laughs>
5: right, Tom. Tommy, that, Tom, that is so funny because, you know, I live three blocks from that Capitol building. That's where I am right now. Oh, I'm you like are. I love that place. place. Yeah, I'm like right around Peachwood Canyon. so off oh, like right yeah. Franklin. You know, so, you know, by the old famous 101 Coffee Shop, which is a casualty sadly, of the... Uh, of the uh, you know where they shot swingers and entourage and all yeah. these things uh, yep. that went under unfortunately hopefully somebody's going to reopen it at some point but it was a COVID casualty but yeah. so that's been a disappointing thing in the neighborhood but anyway but I mean the fact that you worked there would come to the tower is such a classic that is great so uh, you that was seventy seven to eighty two you said right
3: yeah seventy seven to eighty eighty two eighty three so, something yeah.
5: So that, that was like, you know,
3: Bob Welsh, Bob Seeger. Uh, oh, God, yes. Uh, that's been most of my, You know, Duran Duran, I was the first, I, I was the guy that appointed to take them around the United States, and uh, they could not have been nicer guys. The greatest guys, very, very, actually, to tell you the truth, Matt, the bigger the act, usually the nicer they are, because they didn't have to be arrogant dicks, they were already nice people, they were already a big success, they didn't have to worry about it. You're right, and I think
5: it's. Same thing in like any, any uh, entertainment field, and you'll probably agree with this, Tom. I mean, most people that are radio that have been successful that are cool are nice people, and same with the, the artist. And yep. Duran Duran, you, you might have even been there. This is a crazy story. I don't know if you did the New York Trek as well, but when they first came out with Rio, I was a kid at college radio at Rutgers in New oh, Jersey. God. And I was there with a tape recorder interviewing Simon LeBond and Nick Rhodes. When they came just out, literally, I think they just come back, still had the sunburn from Sri Lanka where they shot the Humvee like the wall video. <laughs> it was pretty pretty funny. Um, but they're, they're such great guys, and they were involved in a Bowie charity that uh, we, we did a live stream for, uh, you know, on Bowie's birthday, January 8th. But that's great that you worked there uh, at that period of time, And, you know, you can, tell, you can tell the audience, too, how different things were in that era, because there were so many different music traits. Now, and to explain that to everybody, you know, there was, you know, there was obviously Billboard, but there was also things like the Gavin Report and Album Network, and, you know, there were all these radio and records. traits. Yeah, radio and records. Radio and records, R&R. Record,
3: R, yeah, R&R, yeah, uh, man.
5: And so that way, um, you know, there were many different uh, charts, and, you know, you, were, you literally had to try and get your record up all those charts somehow, right? I mean, I can only imagine... Back well, time.
3: and Matt, just one more because I want to talk more about your podcast because I'm very interested in it. I love your take on, on, on making fun of what we do. I love that, to tell you the truth. Yeah. But one more quick Thank one you, before man. we move on. Bruce Wendell was a vice president of Capitol Records when I worked there. Bruce always got along really well with Bruce. He's from Philadelphia. Nice Philadelphia boy. Um, so he gives, uh, my phone rings one day. I answer the phone. He goes, hey, Tommy, how you doing? I said, not bad, Bruce. How are you doing? He goes, I need to ask you a question, Tom. I said, yeah, what's the question? He goes, did you tell blah, blah, blah in uh, in uh, Omaha, Nebraska to go fuck himself? And I said, yeah, I did. And he goes, okay, talk to you later. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> there's the business, Matt, right there. There it is, baby.
5: That's amazing, man. How?
3: where were you from originally? Well, I'm, I'm from Minneapolis originally. I grew up in Minneapolis and spent most of my career. I've been on the KQ Morning Show now for 35 years. That's
5: amazing. What a great city for music, too, man. I, I yeah, it is. It is, absolutely.
3: Music. It is. You I, know? Yeah, you know, we. well, my wife and I lived in New York and from uh, 82 to 86 when I came back and got into radio. We live on 20th Street and 2nd Avenue up there having a great time, and then all of a sudden we found out we are going to have a baby, Andy, who is the... The chief engineer on this show, he's with us, our daughter's on this show as well, so it's a, this is a family deal all the way, but uh, I tell you what, Matt, I loved living in New York, I thought it was great, did a lot of time in Chicago, Minneapolis, spent some wonderful time in Los Angeles, too, as a matter of fact. Just, uh, you know,
5: Tom, it's amazing you were on 72nd and 20th, because I lived for a while, on 1st and 21st, is when I was working at Columbia Records doing A&R. Oh, so my God. Yeah. So I lived at Peter Cooper Village, like right sure. there in Stuyvesant Town. So, um, and then my daughter went to the Catholic school down on 14th and 1st. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so, oh, that's yeah, phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, and then eventually, same thing, we wanted to get her out of the city. You know what I mean? That was, that was no, really I thing
3: to do. I used to love going yeah, to the Murray, Mar- Murray Hill Theater, go over there, and then go to uh, Kipps Bay and have a little Chinese food. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's
5: great. There's so much great history there. But that's cool. I'm, I'm glad we've been in some of the same places
3: well i almost ended up many many years ago like 30 years ago or 32 years ago they i flew out to to klos to talk to them about doing a morning show there the all that you know when uh, mark and brian ended up doing it so that was what like 25 30 years That was a long time ago now
5: yeah yeah it's amazing you know I, i'm uh, i'm glad to be doing a i do like a sunday night new music show there which is like a new new rock countdown but i also talk about album anniversaries and uh and, you know, and, and rock birthdays. And I tell stories behind albums, which is something I love to do. It's, you know, it's kind of in the same vein of what I, what we're doing with Miss Wrist because, you know, be, tell us the stories behind things are always the most exciting when you hear about yes. a about yeah. record. And, and, you know, how it was how it was born, something crazy that happened behind it. or You know, so you know, but um, that would have been, uh, that would have been great. And like I said, you could, you've been out there now in Minneapolis and it's so great you have the whole family you're working with there. I think that's, I, that's the dream, you know, know what is. I mean. I yep, think that's, it is. You're, li- you're living the radio dream, which is fantastic. I think you know. No, you know it's I mean? very
3: nice of you to say. I, I, and I do feel that way, to tell you the truth, Matt. I just, I, I love doing doing a radio show, sitting there talking. I, you know, May nineteenth was my fiftieth anniversary of, of even getting into radio. I was only eighteen years old at the time, and it's been a, it's, in a one way, Matt, it's been a great life. In another way, I had to put up with radio people, so it's been horrible. <laughs> so,
6: <laughs>
5: So there you go. There actually, it's been double-edged sword, you know? And, <laughs> and I think, you know, this year marks 37 years where I actually got a paycheck to do radio Wonderful. before college, you know? Wonderful. And 84, and uh, I, I still love radio more than anything in the world. That's why, you know, I mean, it's just, to me, you know, there's just something magical about it. it was always, when I was a little kid, that was, I was moved to the radio, not only to hear all the music that were hits of the day, you know, but I, just, uh, I, I radio guys were my heroes, so... It's beautiful that I, you know, I've been able to work in it for so many years. But like you, we have to move around. Some years you're not working in radio. You know how it goes. So it's uh, yeah. But but I I, I just you know what well, you know how much I appreciate that you like the the, uh, the idea of, my, of our podcast. I think it's phenomenal. So much, yeah, it, it's just so much fun. You know, like I said, you got it's good to poke fun at yourselves and definitely poke fun at, at all of the craziness that goes on in the music. Because you know there's a. As there's a jam band, right? You know, like, jam band meaning, like, The Great dead yeah, yep, and these bands. Yep. And that band called Hummus Sapiens, and they're, Hummus, uh, you know, <laughs> Hummus <laughs> they're Sapiens, so, sure. Yeah, so these guys, and this song really does sound like a song by the band Fish. I mean, it's pretty funny. You know, it's called Grilled Cheese and Chipmunk Cheeks, and it's, uh, pretty funny, you know. <laughs> it's just, like, a, kind of about the, uh, nonsensical, uh, subject matter sometimes of this, of these songs that people tripping on acid watching long jam songs would, uh, would appreciate so it's uh, but, it, but it's a blast and you know again it's so much fun we've we've been writing right like constantly writing and creating these you know um and we plan on having one out every single week you know we have like we just released this one uh the noise guys uh last friday and it's for me it's, it's one of the most exciting things that i've been able to do because it's a step aside from you know everything else and And, you know, I I just love, I've always loved music comedy anyway. Like, Spinal Tap was, of course, great. And you probably, of course, you would definitely remember the Ruttles, the one that... Oh, yeah, the Ruttles. That was great. It was amazing. It was those guys from, uh, it was like a combination of the Saturday Night Live cast, Second City TV, Monty Python, you know, as well as, like, uh, Mick Jagger, Paul Simon, and uh, George Harrison. They were all in that thing, and it was really... Really fun.
3: It was uh, real. It was I, terrific. There's yeah, no doubt it about great. it. Matt, I, I love your idea, and and what I really like is that you're another radio guy that figured out. Hey, I can do radio, and I can do podcasting. They're different, but I can do both of them, and it's really nice to see that more people, radio people, are getting into podcasting. It's a great idea. Yeah, it's fun.
5: It's another extension of what we do, and it's, yep. and, it's and it's a blast. And you know, and and you know, and it's important that I'm that I'm doing it because it's. It's an extension, as you said, and, and you know, and, I, and I, 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 for me, it's exciting. I, I just couldn't be happier right now. I'm in a really good place. This, being sober is like such a big part of, uh, yeah, you know, just everything for me. You know, I mean, I if I can do it, anybody can do it. You know, <laughs> that's what I always say.
3: So, I will
5: listening, you know,
3: <laughs> Matt. After the show today, in a salute to Matt Pinfield, I'm going to take my watch up and th- watch off and throw it up in the air and h- shout. I really like your watch. I'm just going to do that for you. <laughs> Thank
5: you for doing that. Wait, you, that episode you're going to love. With the EDM, uh, you know, the EDM DJ that stands up and play, presses two buttons and shakes his hands in the air in the show and, uh, and and you know, makes a ton of money, you know, the EDM DJs.
3: <laughs> funny. So when I, if, if you movie. ever need me to lay down some, some audio saying I was listening to Mist riffs, They scream and smash. (laughs) I'll just recover that and say. I'll I'll record it. it Actually,
5: you you know, I want to stay in touch with you, Tom. Somehow, I want to get that information because I just would. You guys would have a great place to do to break in and do like something like that would be fun. I will.
3: I'll get it. I'd love to do it, man.
5: Yeah, you should definitely. We'd love to have you do it. You know, there's definitely going to be an opportunity for you to do it. It should be fun. You know, so and I, like, you were at that period in the record business when. God, I can only imagine, you know, because I didn't work at a record label until, you know, 2001. So, but I know the 70s and early 80s just must have been absolutely Uh, bonkers.
3: It was psychotic. The amount of money that was flowing through those businesses, oh my God, man. It was unbelievable.
5: Yeah, and of course, like they said, everything was so different before they put together that broadcast data system, like the BDS thing for people listening, which is you know, when they could actually monitor it. was a thing they created to monitor commercials to make sure TV stations or radio stations are running commercials. And then they realized they could use it for the hook of a song. And that kind of, believe it or not, put a lot of the music trades out of business because, of, you know, their charts, you know, there were only a few after a while, obviously. But back then, remember, you had to deal with every single uh, music trade. Oh, God, yes. it was yes. A fun time. <laughs> Some of it was really fun, I, I will admit. I, uh... I enjoyed programming radio stations with DJing. It was uh, especially in that period of like alternative rock and you know new wave
3: and that kind of thing. It was just a it was a good, it was a good time. No but, doubt, uh, Matt, I you know. got to come. You got to come back more often. We got to talk some more radio, man. It's wonderful to talk to me about podcasting and radio. Of course, Miss Riffs on Podcast Studio Powerhouse Audio Up Media podcast available exclusively on Spotify. Uh, The podcast did premiere on May 14th, got three episodes up now. Matt Pinfield, we got to talk again soon, pal. It's great talking to you. Yeah,
5: Tom, it was fantastic to me. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And uh, and all the best to you and your family.
3: It's our great pleasure. Same to you, pal. Thanks. We'll take a break. Be back with the family. The Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February.
2: 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers.
3: Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine?
2: We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition.
3: Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit Mm SabreHeating.com. There we go. Well, well, here, we're going to be able to take care of this for you now, Catherine, because we're talking about today is the one-year anniversary of the death of George Floyd. And uh, the only thing that bothers me about this whole deal is I hope the news media doesn't use it to create even more violence with their hate speech. Of course they they will. will.
0: Of course they will. Of
3: course they will. It's just, could we, could you just, look, understand, we got to get through this somehow and with you running your mouth. About this, that, and the other thing, particularly on a day when you're when you're looking at the death of a man a year ago, could you just let it relax for one day? And just if you're going to honor the guy, then honor him. You know what I mean? But that's not possible, is it?
0: I don't think so. I, I mean, you know, fear and division sells. That's mm-hmm. what the, that's what they're peddling.
3: They are. It's really too bad. Really unfortunate, but. Uh, what are you going to do? We'll just keep moving forward, and uh, like I said, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We were talking off the air about the fact that our police department, we've lost 100 officers from the uh, Minneapolis Police Department, and they're now going to have to bring in some of the state people and the federal people. Uh, we're going to have to put them up in town, which means the taxpayers is going to have to foot the bill uh, for that one. So, once again, because you wanted to get rid of cops and you want Lisa Bender and Joel McHale or whatever the hell his name is. What's his name? Joel
4: McHale <laughs> from the soup.
3: Jim, <laughs> Jim Frank and Frank. What's his name? I don't know. I have no idea. Who the hell are you talking about? The mayor of Minneapolis. Oh. Jacob Fry. Jacob Fry. Yeah. Joel yeah. McHale. Yeah. Joel McHale, Jacob Fry. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those. Oh, my God. But because they wanted to play politics and beg people for votes and all the rest of it, now we got to, we got to, that bill's going to get well over a few million bucks, depending on how long they're here, of course.
0: But what good is it going to do?
3: It's not going to do any good.
1: Cause they do it? no,
0: those they do people it.
1: aren't here. They're not invested in the community. Well, they're here to just, they're mercenaries. Well,
0: what are yep. they here for to do exactly? I mean, our own cops can't get anybody arrested and I put know. into the system. They just have a revolving door. They're, they want, they're taking away bail, right?
3: Yep. No so bail? What? No bail. Yeah.
0: Yep. I, I, yep, no I'm bail. not sure if they've passed that, but that's what they were working towards. But I think they maybe have done it. They've decriminalized a lot of drug uh transactions.
3: Um, well, a lot of things.
0: I mean, the cops have been since 2015. The cops have been complaining that their hands have been tied about trying to get people off mm-hmm. the streets who they know need to be off the streets. Right. This guy that got shot, this kid 20 what's his name? I can't even I think. I didn't
3: see his name. They didn't have his name in the Yeah, it was hard, that I like
0: saw. I said, it hardly made the paper. There's like a a yeah. shootout of 20 people got shot on Friday night. One was a kid that you know is the son of my brother's friend he's dead he was going to graduate from st thomas on saturday he yeah. got murdered on friday night
3: actually saturday morning
0: oh yeah it was like 1 yeah. in the morning or something yep. he was out partying and came out of a bar and got caught up in somebody else's argument yep and it's just like the, what's the and the guy that sh, that the people that were in the argument that were doing the shooting, they had criminal records, felonies. They still had guns. Naturally. All your gun laws aren't working.
3: I well,
1: they're working. They're just not enforced. clearly the laws are there, they're not working because they're not enforced. If if, If you've decriminalized the sale of certain drugs, well then you're going to have these turf wars of people who like to sell the drugs, a lot of money involved with dealing illegal drugs. We have a huge demand for it.
0: Well, this is the question everybody's doing drugs they're just doing drugs down you know in the cities i guess apparently it seems like that's the biggest problem is that everybody's got all these turf wars going on people just must be flocking down there to buy drugs because there's so many drug dealers right right why if if they're going to decriminalize it why don't they just have it like in denmark or or not denmark amsterdam where they have areas where you just go and sell your drugs Mm -hmm. denmark has they have the. Oh,
4: that's right, they have those. Yeah, yeah they, they got do. those. Yeah. So is
3: Amsterdam and Denmark are the two. Yeah,
4: why, Den- it's not yeah. technically Denmark; it's its own yeah, area okay. oh, within Denmark. The,
3: laws <laughs> don't
0: the problem don't apply. is, is that the people in power that. they want to do something, but they do a half-assed or a quarter of a job. They don't look and see what the consequences are going to be down the road. If you're going to start decriminalizing drugs, then you need to also manage it. Yeah. You can't just be like, That'd whoopee, be everybody can
4: deal drugs now. Yeah. Well, and like the whole gun control thing, it's the same exact argument as abortions. Like people are still going to get guns. They're just not going to get them legally. In, legally. Mm-hmm. Same right. thing with abortion. If you make abortion illegal, people are still going to get abortions. Yes, they're they They're just did. not going to get them legally. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be even less safe.
3: That's exactly right. Well, there's one mayor. I can't remember what city he's from. There's one mayor out there, Ralphie boy, wants to decriminalize crime. (laughs) Decriminalize Oh, jeez!
0: Nobody would ever be arrested for anything. For
3: anything. There is no such thing as crime anymore. He just wants to get rid of crime.
0: Huh. What do you... Okay, so
4: (laughs) I mean that sounds great
0: in theory. Like, there's no crime. No crime. It's decriminalized. Nobody's committing crime. (laughs) So I can just (laughs) go assassinate anybody I want, and there's no problem.
1: Well, that's and there that's where it's going to end. One of the 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 politicians is going to lose a family member, going to be hurt, going to be disabled, and they're going to say maybe this isn't working, and then it'll change. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're really turning a blind. This this idea of uh, somebody being killed in some crossfire. Is well, absolutely three, insane.
0: Three small children. Yeah. Were shot in North Minneapolis Little within baby the what? Girls, yeah. Nine, ten. One of them was jumping on a trampoline. I one think of it was them six, eight, and ten. Yep. Yeah. One of them's dead.
3: Uh, yeah, and two. The other two, they don't know if they're going to make it or not.
0: And, yeah. and why they no were they, sh- they
3: were. Sh- why were they shot? Just,
0: there? Oh, you know, stray bullets. Because stray it, bullets. You know, bullets. just rain from heaven now in Minneapolis, <laughs> and we don't know why. Well, that's
1: true. Well, if you're shooting in the air, you said you. There's this uh, TV. True. TV segment where there's 30 shots uh, fired out at the site where George Floyd yep. uh, mm-hmm. died, well, there you go. Uh, that, there you go. Uh, you're, you're seeing the results of that. You can't shoot bullets in the air because they come down and they hurt somebody.
3: They will indeed. Or
4: yeah, what is the danger of a falling bullet? Like if you shoot into the sky, if the bullet comes down, it like falls what?
0: Down?
6: Yeah. Well, it falls at 120 miles an hour. Yeah, it's not as bad as getting shot, but it can still kill you. No. Yeah.
3: Really? Yep. Mm. Well, if things fall at 100, what terminal velocity is? What a buck twenty, isn't it, Andy? Uh, Nine point eight
6: meters per second per second, right? <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's acceleration. That's exactly. the, oh, that's right. But it
1: accelerates to a certain point because of well, air friction.
6: Well, terminal velocity—it yeah, depends on the shape of the object. Uh, it does, yeah. The right. and all but that something kind of that's stuff. sleek and, and so uh,
1: small—humans fall at one twenty. So let's go from there.
3: Yeah, exactly. How about Humans the acorns at at that
0: the squirrels throw at you? How fast? Is that?
3: <laughs> the squirrels do like to do that. That's very true. They do, but
0: I mean, it's just absolutely—it's gotten to the point where it's just so absurd, and I don't understand what what their their end game is with all of this.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you go downtown.
0: They don't even explain what their end game is. You go is.
1: downtown, and that's that's my argument. I, I think the chance of me being hurt going downtown to do something is very small. But I don't want the stress of having to be on alert the whole time, walking exactly. out of a restaurant, having to look around to see if there's a bunch of uh, people around that might be arguing about something, and you know get caught and say, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let loose here."
0: Right.
6: Well, according to some uh, experiments done in the twenties. Uh, After about 9 seconds, a bullet will reach terminal velocity of 300 feet per second, which is 50% over what it takes to penetrate human skin. There you go. It will kill you. So yeah, if a bullet falls directly on you, uh, arcing downward, odds are it's basically like getting shot with a very low velocity, uh, low low muzzle velocity round. But still deadly. It can definitely be deadly, yeah. yeah it doesn't
1: take any time. It want some critical stuff you in your body. If you get in
6: the wrong place, it does not take a whole lot. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> it's getting a little exasperated I, down well, there.
0: It is just so sad. And, you know, you talk to people about what's going on in Minneapolis. I mean, Minneapolis no has been bad in yeah. a lot of ways for a very long time. I remember True. having conversations 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. People were sucker-punching people. People were getting yeah. robbed. Yep. They were waiting Who for cares? wait staff to come out of their restaurants, and they would take their tip money, and then they'd, have, they'd beat them up. This has been going on for a long time, and the city turned a blind eye to that. They couldn't have given a shit less about it yeah, because right. they didn't want to admit that there is a problem, and it's just been snowballing. And now the snowball is so big that they, they have to look at it, apparently, but they still don't care.
3: Well, they caused it. I mean, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. They made the snowball get that much bigger because of that their political ideals and yeah, well, aspirations. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess they're just putting happy faces on the snowball now and saying yeah. it's a snowman. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: And, and the media turned a blind eye to it, too. They're not reporting it. so people, you don't hear about it.
0: Nope.
1: So
3: no, you don't. Yeah. God, it was so funny because I, <laughs> I looked last night because I told a story about it. I was watching CNN and Fox. Then I was directed by Hulu to go watch something that was much more liberal (laughs) because I had watched Fox. Didn't tell me to watch anything more conservative because of CNN. But then I I, I just jumped on CNN a couple of minutes ago. The top three stories, Republicans suck, Republicans suck, Republicans suck. That's all they talk about. And then Fox does the exact opposite.
4: Well, yeah. Yeah. There was this meme on the Internet, and it talked about how Texas opening up 100% had no impact on COVID cases and deaths, you know? And it said that on top, and then there was a drawing of one person, and it had CNN on their forehead, and they had this, like, super crabby face. And then another person that had a trucker hat, and it said Texas, and at the bottom it said, why won't you die already? (laughs) (laughs) It's true.
3: (laughs) Well, that's pretty much
0: the deal. That's that's really where we're at. I mean, it's just... I follow this... uh, a uh, doctor, I'm, I'm not going to say her name, on um, Twitter because I don't want her to get canceled. Yeah, And I'm she sure. talks about the vaccinations and the bad things that are happening with vaccinations. The and, she's clots not, and all that. She's not anti-vax. She's not anti-vax. But she's just, I think people should be informed. And the fact that any time you talk about some of the side effects or some of the things that are happening with the vaccination, they just shut you down. They take you off of social media completely. Yeah, I know. And they so do, far, yeah. she's escaped it somehow. She has been uh, you know, kicked off for a couple of weeks here and there. But her latest one, I sent you the link, Alex, is a lot of these kids between 10 and 12 years old, they're having heart issues
3: Why didn't after she go being back?
0: vaccinated.
3: Hmm? Oh, the kids are? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I did not know a that. lot.
1: Oh, I'd uh, I, I like, like to know the actual incidents compared to deaths if they get COVID. Mm. Let I mean, that's, me that's really few.
4: Yeah, but deaths in children with COVID has been very low. Extremely that's right. low. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I don't even know why they have to be vaccinated. They don't really, it's to tell you the they truth. They don't have to be.
4: They just no, they parents really that are yep. freaked the f out. Uh,
0: according to the CDC website, the agency is reviewing cases of myocarditis in young people, like more often in males, more often following dose two and within four days of vaccination with Pfizer or, or Moderna.
1: Okay. Well, what's the incidence? I'm
0: trying to
1: and I was
4: trying uh, to
0: look up the numbers and it said that the CDC
4: said it was no more than would be expected in the population. What and does what, that mean? Uh, that's the number that they gave, an, so which is my not point. a
1: number. That's my point. What is the incidence? And it was no more than what would be expected in the population. It's mm-hmm. a coincidental yeah. happening. So it has nothing to do with immunization. It has to do with But
0: the, are, do I want to give my kid... In that age but group,
1: you have to make that choice. But you have to not, also, if, that,
0: not if they can, don't get to go you, back to school. You, you
1: can't if you want to make your decisions and you want to make your decisions on anecdotal experience rather than on scientific basis. You're welcome to do that, but understand the risk of doing that.
0: Not if they don't tell you what the risks are, and when you do talk about risks, they shut if, you down.
1: If the if the incidence of that disease is the same as in the general population, so if you take ten thousand children that don't have the immunization. You take 10,000 children who get the immunization. You follow them for the, mm-hmm, for the two I to understand. three months. If the incidence is the same in both populations, then it's not a risk for the immunization. 62 you have to show cases cause of and
0: myocarditis, effect. including two deaths. Okay. 56 of the cases occurred after the second dose of the vaccine, and 55 cases occurred in men, most between and, the ages of 18 and 30.
1: And where was that reported?
0: Uh, on
1: Babylon on. B. No. not in
0: the not, defender oh. children's health
1: so it's not the new news in, not, and not, views not it's not a, it's not a, uh, a if this
0: was reported by the cdc okay they're taking so you can
1: find it on the cd website cdc website
0: you should be able to because this is cdc's okay. vaccine safety technical work group there has been go. reviewing it super so it's something it is something it's not just like a you know crazy person st- st- stating crazy things. This right. is true.
1: No, and I'm not saying doing saying crazy things. I I guess you have to understand. I'm been, I've been through this with the breast implants in the er, in the mid, early 90s. Breast implants. They said they the internet said or the population or the media at that time said breast implants are associated with scleroderma.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was a disease by fiat. So it was a disease by fiat. They said it so that it was true. So. FDA says, okay, that's the case. We're taking these implants off the market. Then we're going to assign a group of four physicians to study this. They took it took twelve years to study. They studied for twelve years. And they said, you know, there's absolutely no incidence between breast implants and scleroderma. Four impl- physicians. Four physicians. Pathologist, <laughs> epidemiologist. Internist, pathologist. Two women, two men, no plastic surgeons, no aesthetics, nobody, no surgeons at all. Just people who have an intellect to be able to study something and really truly examine it to their thing. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that time, oh, you're you're welcome to use these. There's no incidence of scleroderma in that. It It was a disease by fiat. So it was just someone said it was a disease, so it's a disease. Until it's proven not a disease, right? Now I, you, I'm not trying to use that as an argument against what you just said. I'm just telling you, you have to. It's some of these things take time to really sort through. And if these if, they, if it's true, there's fifty six kids. Well, don't take, don't give it to the kids. But they haven't taken the immunization away from kids. So clearly, there can't be that much worry.
0: I'm just saying. If I'm. I'm looking at my kid and I'm thinking, I wonder if I should get them immunized so that they can go back to school because the teachers are making them. And I think, but there's the risk of them dying of COVID is minuscule. At, and maybe the risk of them getting vaccinated is worse. And plus, we don't really know what the side effects might be on yeah, kids. Long-term. I'd prefer not to do it with somebody that is at such a low risk for Dying of COVID or even getting a bad case of COVID. So that's just my own opinion.
1: Yeah. So the par, the problem really is more personal freedom rather than anything it's because School says, you have to have this before you can come back to school. I wouldn't send my school back to bricks and mortar school. Just put them online.
0: Yeah, I don't understand.
1: It makes no sense. No.
0: I don't understand why we're vaccinating children at all. I really don't.
1: We've got to get those numbers up.
3: Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. If the they don't
0: up. need it, why, do, why are we putting... Doing this
1: No one no one Needs this immunization Nobody needs it Now you might die There's a risk of dying from it There's a risk of being right. sick No one needs it. Has to have this immunization If you choose to Because you're concerned About your safety You should have it If you don't want to have it Don't have it This has been approved As an emergency approval It's right. not like tetanus It's not like it's, uh, not a, a FDA, DPT. it's not even FDA approved It's not like uh, yeah, it's, it's an emergency approval Through the FDA It's an it's emergency approval different deal than the normal immunizations you get as children and things like that or for dogs i mean all those things are approved Mm -hmm. but this is an emergency approval so i think we'd be more cautious i agree
3: i would just like to point this out that how much more even keel people are getting because there's you know the news is so positive and uh, it just asks you to get along with one another never thought i'd see this one Southwest flight attendant loses teeth after being punched by a passenger.
0: There have been on, oh on social media so many videos of people in brawls yeah, that's on, true. <clears throat> on airplanes, in airports.
3: You ready? From April 8th to May 15th. So that's five weeks. Five weeks. April 8th to May 15th, 400 incidents.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's all, all the time on social media. You see it constantly. On airplanes. On airplanes. <laughs> just people just punching the shit out of each uh, other. On, on a flight. Other. Yeah. So you're sitting there, you're like, well, I'm going to go see grandma. A fight is breaking out in vacuum. There's not a damn God. thing you can
3: do. Well, this flight attendant is just trying to do their job. And the flight attendant's name is Lynn, so I don't know if that's a man or a yeah, woman. Yeah, but Why it did this
4: person stay. get their teeth punched out?
3: Uh, the passenger s- repeatedly ignored standard in-flight instructions and became verbally and physically abusive upon landing, Southwest spokesperson Chris Main said. Law enforcement officials uh, were requested to meet the flight upon arrival, and the passenger was taken into custody. Uh, so, yeah, he just... Uh, actually, doesn't say if the puncher was a man either. doesn't say if the, if, the, if the flight attendant was a man or a woman. doesn't say if the puncher was a man or a woman. But... Um, <laughs> It Why just,
0: yeah. do people think they can act like this on, uh, uh, anywhere? I, they
3: can they do any, whatever they want now.
0: Much less <coughs> on an airplane.
1: Because we've decriminalized criminals. Yes, we are
3: decriminalized criminals. You're right. Do
0: you still have to wear a mask on airplanes?
3: Yeah. Yes. That's what I thought. But
0: you're paying to get much. on an airplane.
3: You're paying.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's not like... <laughs> yeah. It's not they, like you're just walking down the like street a and lot someone of, looks at you sideways and you decide you're going to get in a brawl. Well, and You're a lot trying of to money. get somewhere Yeah. and paying and you're... Hundreds of dollars. It's a... Big ordeal to get yourself to the airport and get through security mm. and do all that stuff, and then just to, you know, oh, I think I'm going to get in a fight. It just, I don't Punch get it. The Crunching oh, the flight attendant
3: so I, hard you'd knock your teeth out. Or his teeth oh, out. I don't know if it was a man or a what woman.
0: Could you, what could be so <laughs> horrible to, to putting your oh tray table God. up? Because. <laughs>
3: You didn't
4: want to wear a mask would be my guess.
3: Probably not. Yeah, don't want to wear a mask. So
4: many people. When I, flying this last year, <clears throat> I was on a flight with Michael when we came down to visit you. The guy behind me, the woman had to remind him to pull his mask over his nose probably 15 times yeah. on the three-hour flight. Yeah. And she was just, like, kind of started off being, like, funny. And she's, like, why do I keep on having to remind you? Yeah. You're trouble. And mm-hmm. then she was just, like, cover your nose, sir, like, by the end of it. Because it's just, like, get it together, well, guy. It's well, not when, that hard.
1: When your president says you don't need to wear a mask, that carries water. That's why, yeah. the pre- just like, that's why when a president says something, they have to be very careful about what they say. Just President Obama did it. Uh, uh, well, Biden's doing it, Trump did it. Every president, you have to be very careful about what you say because there's implications about what you say as the president of the United States. So someone here, oh, president says I don't need to wear my mask. Well, I'm not wearing my mask. I'm immunized. Right. No one can tell me if I'm immunized or not. I'm just not going to wear my mask. <clears throat> president right. said that. Right. But then when someone said, why they're maintaining this mandate, federal mandate, it makes no sense to me on planes because the president said we don't have to wear a mask if we're immunized. So everybody's immunized.
0: I know. I don't understand. Ah, there you go.
1: So it's a huge it's these gross inconsistencies. And make sure you keep six feet apart. Unless you're in the airplane, when you're you're two feet or a foot from someone's head. Yeah. And, and Southwest is filling the central seat, the center seats now yeah, too. Yeah. So
0: is uh, so Delta as of yeah, the sure. first of May sure. they were. Oh, really? Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but make sure. Oh, when you're outside. Oh, but make sure you keep it apart. Why? 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 You just,
4: <laughs> Boarding the plane, you have huh? to social distance. Yeah, but then you get right. on the
3: plane. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, huh? That's exactly what? right
1: on the tram you're your shoulder to shoulder on the yep. plane your shoulder to shoulder
0: i know it's yeah. i know the, the inconsistencies and in everything is what drives a lot of people nuts yeah. it's like until somebody actually has you know like some rules mm-hmm. that make sense and they follow through with them and they're proven to help then why would i do it
4: i know there's so many i was watching this comedian that i follow and he did this whole like, okay, we're a year and a half into COVID. Here are the rules. Here's like, let's just break it down super simple. And it was all these things about like, this was before, this is like three weeks ago, but he was talking about how everybody needs to wear their mask, nobody can be in an audience anywhere. Basketball games—you don't need to wear a mask though, because COVID respects the game. And like at a oh restaurant, God, oh at a restaurant, God. walking to and from the bathroom, you definitely need to wear a mask because that's a high COVID zone. But sitting at your table for four hours, you don't need to wear your mask. <laughs> I
3: mean, okay, oh. we do have to take a break here, but let me—this just popped up on my screen. This just in. This just in. This just in. You ready? You guys were just talking. This popped up. Unruly passenger causes American Airlines flight to stop in Seattle. Oh, <laughs> it just happened again. Jesus oh, God. Unbelievable. Uh,
0: people need to so calm down. I will close
3: with this and tell me if I'm wrong when we come back. we got to stop teaching our kids at school how special they are. Oh, you're special. No, you're not. I'm not. You're not. Nobody is. Get your head out of your yeah, ass.
0: You can be special to your mommy and daddy, and that's okay. Yeah,
3: there you go. Exactly. But the world... Kristen Burt, here to whine about something. No, Kristen Burt's up next with the family.